welcome to Progressive News Network and the Environmental Justice Report Sunday Show. My name is Janine Moloff, and I am the producer and host. Well, this show this Sunday was pretty easy to plan. I mean, the MAGA morons and their Nazi buddies made it incredibly easy. All right? They are now, and actually they have been for a while, saying the quiet part, as they say, out loud. Where basically, yes, the GOP of Trump has gone full Nazi. So if you are a person of color or a religious minority or a feminist, a woman who happens to be a feminist, a member of the LGBTQ plus community, an intellectual, a teacher, a journalist, all the things, an artist that doesn't agree with MAGA, all the things MAGA hates, and you still think that you're going to go along with MAGA, you really need to get your head examined. Because there's no guesswork here now. So this week, uh, I'm going to use Tennessee as the example. You know, it's not hard. You could probably go to almost any southern state and a lot of midwestern ones, and you could find the same thing. But Tennessee, you know, what can I say? They don't just have, you know, country music in Nashville. They've got Nazism as well. So this week, I will be discussing the way Nazis were openly welcomed in Nashville by the GOP. Now, to be fair, Republican office holders did allegedly denounce the Nazis, but, you know, this denunciation was, okay, I'm just going to be very blunt here. Their denunciation was as credible as a hooker's exclamation that her present client is the best that they ever had, you know, basically, you know, you just basically fake them out, all right? Now, I, again, that might be a bit off color, but I had to get it in there, okay? It's hard to take these people seriously, but we still have to take them seriously because they are a clear threat to democracy itself. So I'm going to, at least in brief, discuss the transition of Republican politics in Tennessee. Now, the advert says over the past 20 years. Um, I'm not going to go back quite as far. I need to correct the advert, actually. Um, and I apologize because I'm working on a couple of, of uh, print pieces and, you know, I want to do it justice. So won't be able to do past 20 years, but you'll get the idea. I would say the last, uh, oh, God, six to eight years, you know, the Trump era, in other words. Um, development was predictable, though, because the GOP has supported you know, full throat, the Nazi in charge, Donald Trump. Now, before you, some of you start claiming, but Trump's daughter Ivanka is a Jew. How could Donald be a Nazi? Okay, first of all, Stephen Miller, one of his top aides, was born into a Jewish family. He's clearly a Nazi. Okay, um, you know, basically, during the Nazi era, during World War II, there were people called Sonderkommandos, in other words, sellouts people that basically turn traitor on their own to save their own skin, or even worse, turn traitor on their own to become rich and powerful themselves. And Stephen Miller definitely falls in that latter category. And as for Ivanka, look, here it's my theory. I suspect, my opinion is Trump needed cash around the time that Ivanka was dating Jared Kushner. 
Would Ivanka have married Kushner if he didn't come from a wealthy family? No, I sincerely doubt it. But the only way Kushner would marry her is if she converted. Now, Judaism, is, as I said before, is different from Christianity because we don't just take anyone as a convert. Okay, you can't just say the magic words and boom, you're in. It doesn't work that way. You have to really want it. And if your reason for conversion is a business deal or a quid pro quo, as Ivanka's was, that's not a legitimate reason to accept that person for conversion. That's why I say Ivanka's not a real Jew. Okay, she's a fake, and to use her father's language. Um, that doesn't mean I have a problem with people that convert with Jews by choice. I'm fine with them. Hell, the first Jew, Abraham, was a Jew by choice. I don't have a problem with that. Uh, I have a dear friend whose wife converted, and it, no one forced her to. They were already married. It was in her heart, and she still gets upset because she doesn't come from a bloodline, and I always, I used to tell her, you are as Jewish as Abraham or Sarai, okay? Because she is. It's in her heart. Ivanka, it was to fulfill a business deal. And honestly, it's clear that Trump, Donald Trump uses people as objects. You know, his word is worth nothing. You know, he's a pathological liar. So those of you that think, well, there's a long, drawn-out way of saying, well, you know, how could Donald be pro-Nazi if his daughter's Jewish? Doesn't matter. He's a Nazi. Look at who he accepts into his circle. Look at the policies that he has helped forward. Okay? It's not rocket science. So that's our big story. We're going to talk about Tennessee and what happened there. We're going to also go into what happened this year, as we did last week, at CPAC. Because leadership, as I said in the advert, comes from the top. And true leaders lead by example, not by slogans. And in a way, Trump has led by example. The example set by Donald Trump is both intellectually and morally bankrupt. You know, an open welcome to Nazis and a Nazi march, that's no surprise. Okay, let's go on with the show. Oh, I got to go all the way back up. All righty. So, Let's move on. Sorry about that, folks. So we're going to start first with the first sources from the readout, Joy Reid's um, segment. And, you know, this is from YouTube, actually. It's an eight-minute uh, video. You can listen to the audio where Joy Reid um, is talking to uh, uh, state Tennessee State Rep. Justin Jones. He was one of the Tennessee Three that was ousted, kicked out for breaking decorum, um, which I think is absurd, and he was put back in office. And again, this uh, young black man is just, you know, he's wonderful, okay? So with no further ado, I'm going to let you listen to this conversation. Now, this is about Tennessee joining Alabama and Texas with radical bill slammed by him. These are radical bills about tolerating what should be intolerable. Give me a second. As you've probably noticed, things have gotten really out of control in Alabama, Missouri, Texas, Florida, and Tennessee. Just last week, neo-Nazis marched down the streets of Nashville in broad daylight. Okay, so I'm going to stop you right here. If you know, several states were mentioned, including Missouri and Florida. 
And so what she's talking about here is rampant Republican extremism across the country using the march in Tennessee, the Nazi march in Tennessee as the, one of the examples. Keep in mind, these Nazis were so cowardly, they wore ski masks to protect their identity. Yeah. Here we go. Carrying flags with swastikas. While those modern-day Hitler fans were marching in the streets, Tennessee House Republicans were passing laws that banned different flags. On Monday, they approved a bill that would ban ideological flags in schools, including pride flags and Black Lives Matter flags. It will not surprise you that the bill does not, I repeat, does not explicitly prohibit the display of the Nazi or the Confederate flag in schools, because there's nothing wrong with those. Republicans have also advanced a bill that would make street protests a felony. Democrats pointed out that such a law would have prevented John Lewis and Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. from marching across the Edmund Pettus Bridge in Selma, Alabama. Tennessee Governor Bill Lee has also signed a law that allows public officials to refuse to perform same-sex marriages if it goes against their beliefs. While Republicans are clearly targeting same-sex couples, the law opens the door to people refusing to marry people for a whole host of reasons, including race, religion, and national origin. Joining me now is Tennessee State Representative Justin Jones. Representative Jones, what in the hell is going on in your state? Well, Joy, um, the former Confederacy continues to be a birthplace of bad ideas. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> and the terrifying thing is, is that this is where they're testing out these ideas before they nationalize them. But these ideas... Okay, I'm going to stop here. Notice, he called them the Confederacy because they are, and he's right. The, these neo-Confederates and Nazis are testing out their ideas in the easier southern and midwestern states before they take it nationally. Ideas are being waged, you know, the battles are being waged on the front lines of our state houses, but they're going to be nationalized if we don't stop them at their root, which is in states like Tennessee and Alabama and Texas and Mississippi. Yeah. These are the front lines where we have to fight for democracy. I saw your, your uh, I reposted actually your Instagram because you were actually there when the Nazis were marching through uh, Nashville. How is it that they're now pushing through a law that would ban marches for Black Lives Matter but not Nazi marches? They're showing us who they are. You know, just yesterday, um, as I tried to tell them that their policies attacking immigrants, attacking the LGBTQ community, banning black history, are inviting these neo-Nazis to come, um, I was silenced by the Speaker of the House and stopped from speaking. Um, and when we try and raise these concerns that we are welcoming hate, at the same time we are banning pride flags from our schools, yeah. I mean, it's, it is creating this, this, this morally insane environment where you, you're not even engaging. You know, there's the saying, speak truth to power. We're speaking truth to insanity. At least yeah. we're trying to, when we're not silenced. I think we have a picture of you with your hand raised. I mean, this was, and you said it was two hours. We were talking in the break. It was like two hours of you not being recognized, not being allowed to speak, silence to get on the floor. They're now pushing through a law that if you are expelled, which you were, and uh, Justin Pearson, and of course, Miss Gloria were also expelled, you couldn't actually run again. That's their new plan. Do you think they're planning to expel y'all again? I mean, and that bill passed the House last night without even, I wasn't even allowed to speak on that bill. And, and this is just showing us that they are so intent on silencing voices of dissent because they're trying to show us that this is not a multiracial democracy anymore. And so there are threats that we may be expelled, but we're not afraid of that because what they're trying to do is intimidate us. These are tactics of intimidation. These are tactics of trying to rewage their lost fight last year when they expelled us and we walked back right. three days later. This is what they're trying to stop, but they cannot stop the momentum, the movement, the light that is shining in Tennessee and across the South. There was even an attack on a Grammy winner. So there is a, a there was a proclamation that was supposed to honor Allison Russell, who was a black country music artist, but allowing a similar measure to pass for a group called Paramore, who are white. 
that seems so obvious that you would think they wouldn't try it, but they did. They did. I mean, they went after a black queer um, immigrant woman who has spoken about a more inclusive state, who, who had a song that she won a Grammy for called Eve is Black, and they didn't like the title. They didn't like the title? They didn't like the title of the song because, um, okay. again, trying to erase people's identities, trying to erase reality and erase history. Let's talk about these last two things, because the one about pride flag, flag being banned, what would that mean? So you couldn't have a pride flag in your class. Would that actually mean you'd be fired? You can be arrested. Fired. I mean, you can be fired. You, you can be sued. I mean, this is just the, the madness that we're dealing with is that they were questioned. They had an, actually an amendment to make so you can keep Confederate flags in classrooms because they're considered, quote, unquote, battle flags. But pride flags, which say you are welcome here, which are about inclusivity, they feel are a threat to their dominant narrative of white Christian nationalism. That's really what this was about last night. And rather than address this and answer questions, the sponsor and the speaker were cowards and chose to shut down debate and not let us even talk about this and ask the questions that our constituents have to down their ass. Is there any sign that voters in Tennessee are going to start punishing Republicans for this? Because we could just do we could do 10 more of these. You know, I, I was telling you, I watched Tennessee Hall or I, on social media. They do 10 these a day. Is there any sign that voters have had enough and are going to start voting these people out? I mean, we're seeing a movement that is rising up that is multiracial. We're seeing people in rural counties saying we're tired of this because they're getting ready to vote on vouchers, which are going to destroy these rural school, public right. school districts. And so we already have more rural hospitals closed per capita than any other state. And so either they're going to wake up or they're going to find themselves in, in a place where, you know, that, that they can't get out of. And so what is happening is that we, we need to continue to, to shine light to show that they're hurting their own people when they're attacking public education, when they're keeping people in poverty jobs, when they're denying them health care. This is your rural district. And so we need people to say, that to put that reality over these tactics of division of, of white supremacy, because that's their strategy, is to divide us and make us not talk about how we are fighting the same system that is a small group of extremists who are controlling our state. The, the last bill I want to talk about is this marriage bill, because it, it does appear that it will allow public officials to refuse to marry people based on LGBTQ. But is there anything that would block somebody who, there was a famous Tennessee pastor who 10 years ago said he wouldn't marry people that were interracial couples? Could that also be somebody could say, I'm not going to marry an interracial couple? I mean, this is what this is opening the door for, and this is what they want to open the door for. They're taking us back in time, literally, Joy. Every day we're in that building, um, you got to set your clock back 50 years, so that's what's happening. And so this is terrible, but really what it should be clarifying for us. Yeah. That we have to take these people seriously. We have to fight them. This is not a time to try and make friends with these folks, these extremists yeah. in our legislature. Like I tell them, I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make change for my district. And what that means, being silenced, being expelled, whatever it means, we're going to fight for their people, too, for their constituents, too. And I hope that the people of Tennessee, the Republicans particularly, wake up and said that these folks are not serving their interests because what is happening is that they are using them as pawns and getting them to come out and say um, this is about being up on a few young black men, but really it's about being up on our system of democracy that is silencing them and serving corporate interests. And allowing the gun lobby to just run rampant because anything to do with guns, that will pass. Anything that will will make it easier. The only bill we passed after the shooting, the mass shooting in Nashville, was a bill protecting farms manufacturers from being sued. The only gun bill we've passed in Tennessee since that mass shooting that that got national attention last year. The last time you were here, you were moving to have the speaker sanctioned Mm -hmm. um, for his actions. Uh, as speaker and his attacks on yourself, uh, Justin Pearson, and Gloria Johnson. Any movement on that? So we have filed our motions. They filed a response. We filed a, a response motion to that. My attorneys are now we're waiting for the judges to, to respond. But Speaker Sexton 
Biden continues to act unconstitutionally. He continues to be the George Wallace of the 21st century, the Bull Connor of the 21st century. And they're trying to ban history because when history looks down on where he stood in this time, yeah. his children will be ashamed and that he's, he's shaming the South. But we represent a new South, and we're unafraid. Um, you definitely are unafraid. That is for sure. Uh, Tennessee State Representative Justin Jones, glad you were in D.C. and able to come on set and talk with us. Good luck and Godspeed. We'll be right back. Okay. That was an eye-opener now, wasn't it? Um, again, what Representative Johnson said was, um, I'm sorry, Justin Jones. Oh, I'm getting the names confused. When Representative Jones was telling Joyce Reed is right on the money. Okay, this is about turning the clock back. This is the old Confederacy. And comparing Tennessee Speaker of the House Cameron Sexton to Bull Connor and George Wallace is accurate. I actually did call Speaker Sexton and left a message. Uh, his people have not seen fit to respond. So, well, once again, and I doubt if they ever will. I'm just going to be upfront with you. This is about intolerance. This is about this white Christian nationalism, which is really not different from Nazism. You know, too many people in the United States don't realize that when Hitler got started, first of all, everything Hitler did was technically legal. I didn't say it was ethical. I didn't say it was right. You know, but in terms of the letter of the law, the way the Nazis manipulated the law, there's a difference between the letter of the law and the spirit of the law. You know, spirit of rule of law is supposed to be equal representation and the idea that everybody, uh, you know, is judged equally. Nobody gets any sort of privilege. Letter of law is a manipulation. Okay, you'll see these originalists, and they will argue the minutia. You know, this is the nonsense where Bill Clinton, as well as Republicans, argue, you know, argue the, what the meaning of the word is, is. That's how ridiculous it gets. And this has to deal with this whole school of originalism and the idea that, well, it's not a law, Unless it's, set, unless it's actually listed in the Constitution word for word in concrete terms. Well, that's nonsense. You know, that, that's like saying, hmm, if I go into Saks Fifth Avenue and I decide that I want a new, um, a new ball gown, okay, a formal gown, and I see one, let's say it's a Vera Wang, not that I could ever get into a Vera Wang, but let's say it's a Vera Wang, and it retails for, eh, $15,000, but I don't have $15,000. Wonder this psychology, I could just say, you know what, I deserve it. I could steal it. And as long as I said, look, I appropriated it, nothing in the law says you can't appropriate things that you can't pay for. Since I didn't call it stealing, it's not stealing. It's that absurd. But that's what they're arguing for. But this is nothing new. You know, in Tennessee, Tennessee has a history of tolerance for all sorts of groups, including Nazis. So in 2018, I'm going to go back a few years, there is an article uh, in a local paper called The Tennessean. It was written by Natalie Allison, and the headline reads, Tennessee legislators declined to pass resolution denouncing neo-Nazism. You can't make this stuff up. And so there was a House committee, and they, in 2018, and they refused to pass this resolution, and the resolution basically stated that Tennessee denounces white nationalism and neo-Nazism. They couldn't get it through. Now, the sponsor 
of that bill was uh, Representative John Ray Clemens, a Democrat from Nashville. He didn't even receive what's called a second motion to go on with, the, with discussing the resolution in the House State Government Subcommittee even. They just sat on it, okay? It just didn't exist. And, you know, once again, Clemens said the resolution would be passed and at least placed on the House's, you know, consent calendar saying this is something we're going to discuss further and consider. It didn't even get that far, okay? Um, Clemens was quoted as saying, quote, I'm in utter disbelief of what just happened. I didn't think there was anything controversial about this resolution, end quote. Well, it's 2018. It's the middle of the Trump administration. Mr. Clemens meant well, but I'm not shocked by this. Um, so again, there was a one Democrat on the subcommittee, Representative Darren Jernigan. He made the first motion, and then there was just total silence in the chamber. Okay, that's it. The you know subcommittee's Republican members were Representatives Bill Sanderson, Bud Hulsey, and Bob Ramsey. They wouldn't speak to it. And if you don't speak to it, then it goes no further. It just dies. Okay. No, that Mr. Clemens, who was the actual sponsor of the bill, he was cut off by Sanderson. Now, Sanderson was the subcommittee chairman. And Sanderson wouldn't even let Clemens discuss the resolution in subcommittee even. Um, now, Clemens was granted, according to the article, a second motion to talk about a totally unrelated bill on studying state government contracts. So apparently Mr. Sanderson had no problems with Mr. Clemens speaking. Just he couldn't speak about basically denouncing white nationalism and neo-Nazism. Okay? So this is what we're talking about here. Nothing new here. Um, now, we did see a little double talk. You know, it's the South. And they like their fascism with a smiley face. You know, it's not that we don't want, it's not like we're going to kill it in committee. We just, you know, we have to make sure we look out for, you know, decorum. In other words, bullshit. So the House Majority Leader is a man, what in 2018 was a man named Glenn Caseta. He was a Republican from Franklin, Tennessee. And he took the questions to Sanderson. He, he, according to the article, he referred questions to Sanderson about why the committee failed to take action on Clemens' resolution, okay? Uh, according to the article, Caseta did say that he and others in the chamber's leadership would support the measure. Caseta was quoted as saying, quote, the bill is not dead. It just didn't get a second. I would encourage the representative to put it back on notice and hear it again. Now, let's get a little real here, okay? They wouldn't even talk about it in, in the subcommittee. To say the bill's not dead, these Republicans would support it, hogwash. That's pure nonsense. All right? But they don't want to be called out as racist Nazis. And a lot of people don't realize, as I said before, everything Hitler did was technically legal, even though it was unethical, immoral, and should never have been made legal. Keep in mind, slavery in this country used to be technically legal, too. And it was also immoral and unconscionable. But Hitler got his ideas for the Nuremberg Laws, which basically, um, you know, stripped Jews, gays, and other groups of human rights to even move about in society. And where did Hitler get these ideas from? 
the Jim Crow laws of the South. That's a fact. Okay, you can look it up on the Holocaust Museum website even. Um, now, you have another Republican, the House Republican Caucus Chairman, Ryan Williams. And he claimed that the reason the subcommittee didn't act on this bill, this resolution, was because Clemens didn't line up enough votes to take up the bill before the panel convened. Okay, according to Mr. Williams, quote, Part of being a great legislator is knowing your bill, knowing the committee that is going through, working the vote, asking for a motion in a second before you get here. That's what policymaking is, end quote. Well, you can't get a vote if they refuse to even discuss it in subcommittee. Okay, so, you know, these Republicans are not only lying, they're telling incredibly stupid lies. Okay. Now, apparently, in 2018, when this article was written, the USA Today Network contacted Republican subcommittee members with questions sent via email. None of them responded. Okay? Now, what would this resolution denouncing neo-Nazis and white supremacists, what would it have done? Okay, so I'm just going to read straight from this article from 2018 then. Quote, the House Joint Resolution filed in the Tennessee General Assembly just days after the deadly August Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville, Virginia, stated that white nationalist and neo-Nazi ideologies, quote, remain very real threats to social and racial progress, end quote. Okay? You know, this is just days after Charlottesville. So, once again, you see these southern bigots digging their heels in. So what would it do? Well, according to the article, quote, this, this uh, resolution, quote, would have asked law enforcement agencies to consider the group's domestic terrorist organizations and to pursue criminal charges against them as police would in other types of terrorism, end quote. See, these bigots knew what it would have done. Okay, and they were fine with Charlottesville. Let's get a little real here. But see, that resolution wouldn't have just denounced white nationalism and neo-Nazism. It would have also classified those groups as domestic terrorist organizations, and rightfully so, and then the police would be required to, quote, pursue criminal charges against them, as police would in other types of terrorism, okay? The article then goes on to say, quote, if it had been approved, the House would have resolved to, quote, strongly denounce and oppose the totalitarian impulses, violent terrorism, xenophobic biases, and bigoted ideologies that are promoted by the groups, end quote. So it goes on to say, quote, the res I'm just reading straight from the article right now, quote, the resolution spot on the subcommittee calendar came just days after white nationalist group Identity Europa held a flash mob demonstration outside the Parthenon in Nashville on Sunday. Now, end quote, I need to tell you something about Identity Europa. Sounds benign enough, doesn't it? Well, you know, they're celebrating their European roots, right? Wrong. Identity Europa has been listed by the Southern Poverty Law Center as well as the Anti-Defamation League and several other civil rights groups as, yes, a neo-Nazi organization, period. There's no guesswork here. Okay. Now, this article also mentioned that in 2018, the group, in other words, Identity Europa, also held a national conference in the Nashville area 
the same weekend, roughly, as Charlottesville. Now, it should be noted, according to this article, that the Tennessee governor in 2018 did denounce these groups, but, uh, and, and let, me, let me backtrack here. Quote, and this is again from the article, quote, the day before a white nationalist rally was scheduled to be held in October of 2018, that is, Bill Haslam, a Republican, Governor Bill Haslam, a Republican, announced those involved were not welcome in Tennessee and denounced the white supremacist movement, end quote. And again, that is according to the Tennessean. Okay, this was the, it was billed, this rally was billed as the White Lives Matter rally, and it was held in Shelbyville. Okay. Um, it should be noted, though, that White Lives Matter rally drew, according to this article, about 200 demonstrators that were in the White Lives Matter movement, but more than twice the number of counter-protesters showed up. Okay. So, the original sponsor of this doomed resolution, Mr. Clemens, you know, was asked whether, you know, if he would try to push a bill like this again. Clemens' response was, quote, I would love to try to pass a resolution denouncing white nationalists and neo-Nazis, but if I can't get even, if I can't even get a second in a subcommittee, it evidences this Republican supermajority's refusal to denounce these hate organizations for what reason I cannot begin to imagine, end quote. Okay, keep in mind, Tennessee Republicans have a supermajority. And so they won't even listen to it, okay? But there's more. Take a little drink of my coffee here. We have from 2020, this is just a real quickie bill, but it gives you background as to what's been going on. Um, this was from Democracy Now! Uh, the, this was from August of 2020. The headline was New Law in Tennessee, would criminalize Black Lives Matter protesters strip them of the right to vote, okay? This is two years later. Tennessee, different Republican governor in Tennessee. This time it's Bill Lee. But he signed this law which would strip protesters of the right to vote. Now, according to this, it says, quote, the new law says the protesters who camp out on state property could face felony charges, which would mean they would automatically lose the right to vote. Kristen Clark of the Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights under law said, quote, this is a racially motivated law intended to silence the Black Lives Matter movement, end quote. Think about what we're saying here, okay? They camp out on state property, they're going to face felony charges. Most states, if you get convicted of a felony, you're stripped of your voting rights, which I don't think should happen anyway, but... Again, they like to play fast and cute in the South. So, you know, so much for equal justice, right? The same Tennessee legislature that couldn't pass a bill in 2018 to classify neo-Nazis as terrorists criminalized Black Lives Matter peaceful protests in 2020. Now, I know there's some of you that would say, well, I saw them light fires in Ferguson. I, I've had ignorant people, you know, um, confront me about this. Now, I was down in Ferguson when all that was going on. I was down there almost on a daily basis. The people that set fires in Ferguson were not part of BLM. Nobody knew who they were, because a lot of us, if we didn't know each other's names, we knew each other's faces. They were just 
criminals looking to take advantage. Aside from that, the only other people that were really causing violence were the cops. I witnessed it myself personally. But, you know, once again, a lot of people, even in my Jewish community, they would rather believe what is easy than something that challenges their bias. You've got to tell the truth. So now we have another piece here. This is from 2021. Again, this is kind of showing a progression, and this is uh, showing the discrepancy in treatment. You know, under actual rule of law, legitimate rule of law, everybody is supposed to be equal in the eyes of the law. That's why Lady Justice is blindfolded. There is no privilege. What's happening here is not that. Make no mistake about it. Okay? So this is from 2021, January 2021. The source is the progressive. The, it was written by Ileana Hagena. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. The headline reads, white rioters are treated differently than Black Lives Matter protesters. And the subheadline is, on January 6th, MAGA insurrectionists overtook the Capitol. Meanwhile, states are criminalizing nonviolent Black Lives Matter protests, end quote. And it's true, okay? I've been to, at least before COVID, I've been to too many protests. I've witnessed it myself, okay? In fact, during Ferguson, I was threatened with arrest because I stopped. I stopped for a few seconds to take a breath off my inhaler on a hot summer day. I have asthma and I have COPD. So when I start feeling tight, I've got to do it. And I remember the cops said, keep moving or go to jail. I kid you not. I said, for what? He said, you have to keep moving or go to jail. I said, what law is that? He said, the law of the sidewalk. This is a St. Louis County cop, okay? And, you know, once again, a white shirt showed up. They had threatened an elderly black gentleman as well. And it was at that point that I disclosed that I was pressed because I don't usually wear a press pass. I could, I don't. And the reason I don't is because I want to see what's really going on. You know, once again, it's both. Okay? So let's move on to this. Uh, I lost my place here. I'm sorry, folks. So I'm going to read straight from this article. It says here, quote, the video of a Capitol Police officer taking selfies with MAGA looters has come to symbolize what Michelle Obama recalled as a painful part of the Capitol siege, the void of a powerful military police force's presence. But the video recalls another irony of that day. The mostly white protesters who stole government documents and fought police leading to the death of an officer while waving the Confederate flag down the halls were free to roam throughout the city with the highest with the highest police rate per capita, end quote. And that says it all right there. You know, I remember watching on TV January 6th, and I remember seeing that a couple of officers taking selfies with MAGA protesters. They were climbing the walls. Nobody was stopping them. Don't tell me they didn't have inside information because, of course, they did. Okay? Now, the same day... As January 6th, according to this article, Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida, 
quote, used the momentum of the riot to push his vision for a bill cracking down on Black Lives Matter protests that would also make taking down Confederate statues a felony, end quote. Okay, why is taking down a statue a felony? Why would you even consider that? Seriously, you know, people that, white people that claim they didn't like Confederacy, but, you know, these statues of Confederate leaders, that's part of their heritage. They fail to understand, to most black, I'd say all blacks, the Confederate flag and statues commemorating Confederate officers are to blacks what the swastika and the Heil Hitler is to Jews. I don't know how to make it any clearer than this. Seriously. But again, you know, DeSantis is, you know, what he is. You know, here he is, an Ivy League law school graduate. I think he, I think he graduated from Harvard Law, okay? And it was wasted on him. He's an Oxford uh, scholar as well. Or was it a Rhodes Scholar? I forget. I'll have to look it up again. But the point is this. All that education was wasted on him because he thinks democracy is a joke. Okay? This is the problem. It's not just about the schools you attend. It's about the values. Yes, values. I said it, that you were raised with. And values don't mean necessarily a specific religion. What they mean is ethics. They mean playing fair, telling the truth, treating people equally under the law, eyes of the law, period. None of that has to do with any, particularly, you know, any particular religion or somebody who doesn't want religion. Okay? So DeSantis commented on, according to this article, on January 6th, and I'm just, again, to read from this article, it says, quote, as DeSantis commented on the internationally watched spectacle, okay, namely January 6th, you know, the insurrection, quote, he repackaged his proposal for a Stand Your Ground Act, a response to Black Lives Matter protests whose most controversial feature would potentially allow citizens to shoot rioters and looters as an anti-mob bill, Okay. However, the bill retains its old components, making it a felony to pull down any memorial and penalizing any municipality considering to defund the police, end quote. So DeSantis was saying, telling people, you see some black folks, they've got a Black Lives Matter sign. All you have to do is call them rioters and looters. Yeah, you can shoot them dead. Go ahead. That's what DeSantis was saying. There's nothing legitimate about anything that DeSantis was wanting to do. amazing. You know, I see this picture in this article, and it's from January 6th, and you see these insurrectionists, these traitors, scaling the walls of the U.S. Capitol. <coughs> they had military training. They knew what they were doing. Okay? Now, it isn't just in Florida, though, okay? And not just in Tennessee. According to this article, quote, anti-protest bills have been introduced and passed exponentially since the growth of the Black Lives Matter movement, according to PEN America, which has been documenting what they call an explosion of 116 state bills introduced since 2015. Most of these bills were introduced between 2017 and 2019, creating new penalties or harsher sentences for protesters. And again, this is from a report called Arresting Dissent by PEN.org. And I'll give you the full title in a second. Yes. 
This is a report, a 38-page report from PEN America. It was written in, in May 2020, Arresting Dissent, Legislative Restrictions on the Right to Protest. Okay? So that's where they get that from. And it goes on to say, quote, these bills include cleanup costs for protesters, criminalizing protesters who conceal their identity, and bills proposed after a neo-Nazi drove over and killed a counter-protester at the 2017 Charlottesville, Virginia Unite the Right rally, which takes away the liability for, quote, unintentionally injuring or even killing a protester obstructing a public road, end quote. Now, keep in mind, these same bills would not hold neo-Nazis or white nationalists to these same penalties. That's why I say they're, illegit they're illegitimate on multiple reasons. One, you have a constitutional right to peaceably protest, the right of public assembly, the right to petition, the government for redress of grievances is all there in the First Amendment. Um, so it's, the bills are wrong on that, but it's also wrong because Again, it would never apply to white nationalists and neo-Nazis and white Christians, only to the groups that MAGA hates. And that's not rule of law. That is privilege on steroids. That calling it privilege isn't strong enough. That's not rule of law. That is making a mockery of justice. That is injustice. Make no mistake about it. Now, according to this article, again, anti-protest bills have been exploding in number, so much so that international human rights experts have spoken out. Okay. According to the article, quote, in 2017, two United Nations special rapporteurs wrote to the State Department to warn that, quote, a number of undemocratic bills have been proposed in state legislatures with the purpose or effect of criminalizing peaceful protest, end quote. Okay? And that is also from the arresting dissent report that was written by PEN America. Okay? On this broadcast, we don't do what Fox does and have more on Jesse Waters. We actually document these things. That arresting dissent report is 38 pages long with documentation and a bibliography. Okay, so why is this happening? We can go back to it, but it's really very simple, okay? This is all happening because a lot of white racists had practically exploded at the thought we had a black president, okay? This, you know, they, they hate the idea of Black Lives Matter because, God forbid, people of color should get uppity, and I'm obviously being sarcastic, um, but they, they see people of color being uppity. This is nothing more than the most virulent of not only racist tendencies, but this is the old Confederacy and Jim Crow. And the one thing is this, Adolf Hitler got his ideas from the old Confederacy and Jim Crow. They are the same. Make no mistake about it. So this report, this article from the Progressive goes on to explain that, quote, with the, basically what I just said, quote, with the rise of white nationalism and conservative movements coinciding with the resurgence of Black Lives Matter protests, 
which are more likely to draw a heavier police presence. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Pen America notes the conservative movements that have been getting more support from these same politicians drafting anti-protest bills is, quote, potent evidence of the political motivations that have shaded these legislative efforts, end quote. That is a nice way of basically saying what I just said, that the politicians and lawyers pushing these illegitimate anti-protest laws that would let white, white people get away with whatever, they're just racist neo-Nazis. Put them together. Confederates, Nazis, they're the same thing. Okay? The narrative, though, pushed by mainstream media because they're a bunch of cuckolded fools, According to the article, it says here, quote, the the let me start again, quote, the narrative that today's protests are an act of criminal disruption rather than civic participation threatens the U.S. tradition of black protest that has been slowly shifting the Overton window of civil rights towards civil progress. No guesswork here. This is just white liberals are fin finally believing what people of color have been saying all along. White liberals, especially affluent white liberals, have, are finding out what not only people, communities of color have told them, they're finding out what religious minorities have been trying to tell them, they're finding out what the gay commu trans community has been trying to tell them. You know, there, there are affluent white liberals, which they, I guess they mean well, but they don't get it. You know, I'm I, digressing right now, but I remember when I worked on Bernie's campaign in 2016, you know, there were allegations of Bernie bros. Well, sad to say it was true. Not everybody, but there were enough. I myself was attacked verbally by eh, about five or six of them. And why? Because I was guilty until I proved myself innocent because I was a Jew and I believed Israel had a right to exist, even though, yes, I want a two-state solution, <coughs> and I want humanitarian aid to get through, and a ceasefire and all that stuff. You know, of course, that was different in 2016, but it didn't matter, okay? They all, five or six of them, just attacked me verbally at once. Uh, they were just machine-gunning me verbally. I took them down. There are tails between their legs, but we were working on the same campaign, but they part of their rage wasn't just in what I was saying, because if they'd actually listened, I wasn't really that far adrift from what they said they wanted. There was a difference, but not like they thought. They were really angry. That rage was because, one, I was an uppity Jew who was not wealthy, and two, I was an uppity feminist woman, and how dare I? And I picked up on that tone really fast. Okay? So, yeah, it's real. So, back to this. Um, again, this particular article was written, let me just, let's see, 2021. Okay. So, this next section here, um, back in August of 2021, Apparently, there were Black Lives Matter protesters that this author is talking about in Nashville. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> they occupied the state's Capitol building for slightly over 60 days. They camped outside to basically peacefully protest um, what they wanted. They wanted the removal 
of a statue that was of a KKK Grand Wizard, and it was inside the halls, okay? And this is as documented by, I can't see, I can't see that, oh, I need to print bigger, folks, by WVLT-TV, okay? You can check it out yourself. Um, by the end of the first week, these peaceable protesters were met with a line of state troopers that were there to arrest them by, um, let's see now. Yeah, according to this, it says, quote, by their third month, Governor Bill Lee signed a bill into law that made it a Class E felony to camp outside of the Capitol. And that's as documented by the APnews.com. Okay. All right. So according to John Smith, who was the main organizer of the protest for Black Lives Matter, he said, quote, we had a big movement. It stopped our movement in its tracks, um, end quote, because protesters went home because they didn't want to get a felony on their records. So it's an illegitimate law. Bill Lee should hang his head in shame, but he's not going to because shame would require that Bill Lee, Governor Bill Lee, were actually a decent human being instead of a racist pig. There, I said it. You know, I'm being emotional. I really don't give a freak what anyone else thinks. Because, again, these damn Republican pigs are saying the quiet part out loud. And just as State Rep um, Justin, Justin Jones said, we can't afford to be friends with these people. You know, you'll, you'll hear a lot of liberals say, well, we have to try and understand MAGA, okay, and win them over. No, we don't have time for that. Maybe when this started, we're way past it now. You're not going to win MAGA over. Make no mistake. There's an old saying, when somebody shows you who, who they are, believe them. We, this is not the time to be, try and befriend these people, these bigots. It's time to fight. You're dealing with cowardly uh, bullies, and the only language they understand is when somebody stands up to them. That's it. You can't apply a psychology that is for mature adults to somebody who does not possess a mature psychology. Won't work. So, you know, again, according to this particular article, the protest, um, state troopers created a metal barricade. <coughs> Protests were arrested when they went over it. Here in St. Louis, I can kind of recall even before Black Lives Matter, when, it was, when Occupy was protesting, every time progressives had some sort of protest, the cops were out in full force, you know, and they, you know, one point started to kettle us, you know, surround us, in other words. And a lot of these protesters didn't realize what they were doing and tried to tell them. I've been to marches in D.C., you know, where, again, you could spot the undercover cops. They weren't too bright. Okay, you know, military-style haircuts, and, you know, they had a little earpiece, and I remember a couple of them, I forget what the march was for, it might have been a women's march, and I said, are you guys undercover cops spying on us? And they're like, ma'am, just, you could just tell they looked upset. I just want to make sure, folks, I think these are undercover cops here, so, you know, say hi to all the nice undercover cops. You know, it was funny. Okay, I wasn't actually being aggressive, but I was outing them. Well, that's what we have to do. 
You know, it doesn't matter if it's a family member. It doesn't matter if it's a good friend. We have to out them if they are MAGA. Seriously. We've spent eight years of, and again, I'm digressing, we've spent eight years of MAGA abusing the rest of us, slandering, libeling, defaming us, calling us groomers and pedophiles, and nothing, enough. You know, I have a cousin, I don't know where she stands here in St. Louis, and you know what? She's afraid there's going to be a civil war. I went, honey, the civil war never really ended. And my attitude is, if these, I'm going to say a bad word, these bastards want to fight, bring it on. Bring it the freak on, then. Because the Second Amendment goes both ways, baby. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Every member of a threatened community, whether it's a community of color, a religious minority, LGBTQ+, teachers, intellectuals, artists, uh, religious minorities, all of us, everybody that's hated by MAGA, it's legal. Get it while it's still legal. Get you a gun, and I mean an AR-15 and lots of ammunition. Because these MAGA morons, that's the only thing they understand. They'd be getting bolder because the Democrats won't fight back. This is not a lawyerly fight. This is a, you know, your neighbor needs to understand when they start talking about their guns, like, yeah, I got my gun. I've got a neighbor about half a mile from me, and he was bragging about his gun, you know, and damn government's not going to get him. And even though he was smiling to my face because I do look ethnic, I picked up on the not-so-thinly veiled threat. Next time I see him, I'm going to go, yeah, you know what? I agree with you. And you know what? I went to a gun show, and I just love my AR-15. And just watch his mouth drop open. These people are enemies. They want to hurt us. MAGA is the same as Nazis. And the only thing these people understand is that if they start the fight, we will finish it. That's it because they're a lynch mob. Make no mistake about it. Okay, and as for the police, a lot of them have been infiltrated, the military. But one thing that MAGA's right, again, I know I'm digressing, one thing that that moron Tucker Carlson and the others are right about one thing, and that is all the rest of us that MAGA hates, we do outnumber them. We do, and they can't arrest all of us. They would have nobody to run society. We need to stick together. I'm just saying. This little Jujic girl's not going to go down without a fight. That's for damn sure. Anyway, um, this is what happened there. And it is obviously a double standard. In fact, to call it a double standard, what happened, you know, in Tennessee in 2021 with these laws, to call it a double standard is really an understatement. It is systemic injustice, systemic lawlessness. It just is, and it's being pushed by MAGA. Okay? And, you know, apparently, according to this article, there's a little more, like, for instance, there was a man named Alex Kent, and he photographed the demonstrations, and he caught images, and this is, let's see, from, and you can find it at alex.kent.com. Images of state troopers, quote, dragging protesters by the hair and toppling them over to make arrests. 
Mr. Kent was also at the D.C. Capitol building uh, taking photographs of January 6th insurrectionists as well. Um, Kent went on to say that he has, quote, documented dozens of black-led rallies over the summer. He had not experienced such widespread violence as during what he thought was just going to be the Save America protest at the U.S. Capitol. Kent went on to say, quote, he saw demonstrators thrown, I'm sorry, Kent went on to say, quote, sorry, Kent said that, quote, he saw demonstrators mace and throw metal objects at officers in D.C. In other words, Mr. Kent witnessed insurrectionists macing and throwing metal objects at police officers on January 6th and dragging the officers into a crowd of protests, as we all call it. Um, but Mr. Kent, it was also pointed out according to this article, quote, on the other hand, it was discovered this summer in 2021 that Tennessee spent nearly $1 million in June on overtime pay for Tennessee Highway Patrol uh, at the Tennessee Capitol to monitor the protests organized by Smith. Good God. Kent was quoted saying, quote, there was a sense of privilege and assumed security that was not present at BLM protests, end quote. Okay. Uh, this article also mentions somebody, a lawyer named Niti Sharan, who is based in Nashville and heard about the Tennessee Capitol protest. Uh, Niti Sharan saw, quote, a bunch of young kids and there were no legal observers involved, end quote. So apparently Ms. Sharon got a group of attorneys together to represent the protesters and also act as legal observers during the event at the Tennessee Capitol. Um, this article goes on to say, quote, she was livid when she saw the police treatment of the pro-Trump protesters in Washington, D.C., compared to the young black protesters in Nashville. She recalls troopers pushing people off of the eight-foot walls of the Nashville Capitol and groping women and men. Sharan says there were upwards of 200 people arrested for either criminal trespass, disorderly conduct, resisting camping on state grounds, and even unequal access to public space, end quote. And all this is documented by newschannel5.com, okay? Um, and apparently, according to this article, there were like almost 20 arrests that, that actually went through the courts. Most of the defendants, surprise, surprise, were people of color, okay? So this is what we're dealing with here. I could go on, but I think you get the idea. You can read the rest of the article at The Progressive. Okay? Right now, I'm going to take a little bit of a break. I will be back.
Okay, and we're back. Need to stretch for a second. Okay, so we're going to skip ahead here. There is this little thing here from Crooks and Liars. It's a quickie. You remember how Democratic Representative John Ray Clemens tried to honor, this is John Ray Clemens again. He was the guy that was trying to, you know, pass a resolution denouncing white supremacy and Nazism. Um, well, you know, what part of it they didn't tell you is that he was trying to honor international, he was also trying to honor International Holocaust Remembrance Day. And this is from Crooks and Liars. The headline reads, Tennessee House Speaker admonishes Democrat condemning neo-Nazis. Now, it's on, again, International Holocaust Remembrance Day. And the House Speaker in Tennessee then and still now is a man named Cameron Sexton. And this was published in January of 2022. So, Apparently, Mr. Clemens began his remarks. He noted that it's only been like, you know, slightly under 80 years since the Auschwitz concentration camp was liberated. Uh, and Mr. Clemens went on to say, quote, we all have a duty to prevent the hate and discrimination that persists to this day. Now, in recent years, we have passed laws that are contrary to this. Just recently, it was reported a Jewish couple has been denied the opportunity to provide a child a loving home because of their religious faith. That's a result of a law we passed in this body, end quote. Mr. Clemens went on to say, quote, I'm sorry, quote, books are being stripped out of public libraries that give detailed personal accounts from survivors and about victims of the Holocaust. I myself had a resolution some of you disagreed with in recent years that denounced anti-Semitism and neo-Nazis. Now, at this point, Speaker Cameron Sexton interrupted Mr. Clemens. Um, and why? Because, you know, he was breaking decorum because this his remarks were made during what Mr. Sexton called the, quote, welcoming and honoring portion of the calendar. Okay. Mr. Sexton was quoted saying, quote, I'm going to try and use a hick, you know, southern accent. Quote, this is welcoming and honoring. That sounded like a floor speech based on legislation. So I don't know which way you're going, but it is welcoming and honoring, end quote. Okay. Basically, Cameron Sexton just wanted to shut him up. Clemens continued, quote, I simply want to recognize on this International Holocaust Memorial Day that we have duty. Let's come together. This is something about which we should be united and honoring and recognizing our history and working to avoid it from happening again, end quote. Okay. Needs to say, Ms. Speaker Cameron Sexton is a vile, bigoted dumbass. I know. It's not professional. I don't care. Now, we have another piece here. I know it sounds like I'm beating a dead horse, but there was that much there. So apparently, just, this, just last month, this was a piece in the Daily Mail, which is based in the UK, um, and it was published February 18, 2024. It was written by Dominic Yateman. The headline is, Nazi flags are flown on steps outside Tennessee Capitol building as locals are outraged over white supremacy march in Nashville. Okay, seriously. And the article just goes, quote, chilling footage shows a group of masked neo-Nazis marching through historic black neighborhoods in Nashville on Saturday before raising their swastika flags at the state capitol. Okay. And this was also as documented by um, 
Yes, DailyMail.com. Marching through black neighborhoods is the same as when Nazis marched through Skokie, a dominant Jewish neighborhood. A lot of people in this country do not understand. One of the main reasons Hitler went after Jews in particular, part of it was anti-Semitism, religiously that is. Okay? Part of it. Part of it was racism. A lot of people of color here, as well as a lot of people in the Jewish community, don't realize that. Jews were called a mud race. That means mixed race. We were not considered fully white. That's why we were targeted in large part. Make no mistake about it. Hitler wanted an extreme white-dominated society. That's it. Okay? Uh, this article goes on to say, quote, dozens of uniformed extremists descended on Tennessee, throwing Hitler salutes as they marched and stepped down Nashville's honky-tonk highways. Now, excuse me. This goes on to say, quote, the group was unchallenged as they occupied a podium at the state capitol building for a show of strength, but were met with fury as they took their protest to the streets. End quote. So this group was allowed to occupy a podium in the state capitol, but Cameron Sexton stopped a member of the House from pushing recognition of International Holocaust Remembrance Day. Yeah. There's another article I didn't include here. I'll have to look it up another time. But apparently there's a fight club in Nashville that welcomes Nazis on a regular basis. Yeah. They have some quotes here. Uh, keep in mind. These people were masked. They were, there's a picture. They're wearing black ski masks so you can't see their faces. Now, some of the bystanders scream, show me your effing faces. What are you ashamed of? You know, the other people, you know, that hated the Nazis were saying, you don't belong here. Go to your, oh, I'm sorry. One of the Nazis replied, you don't belong here. Go to your third world country. Okay. And you can see there's a photo here. And they are up on top of the Capitol building with their Nazi flags, multiple ones. And Speaker Sexton didn't do anything to stop them. They were fine with that. Okay, that's state endorsement, baby. Now the group of these, the group of Nazis were thought to be what's called blood and tribe members. Okay. Um, and this is a group that has held other, pro other protests, uh, including at the Wisconsin State Capitol and also outside Disney World in Orlando, Florida. And according to the article, quote, the group is an extreme white supremacist group that espouses anti-Semitic, racist, and homophobic views <clears throat> and parades in military-style clothing, often while heavily armed, end quote. <clears throat> And you can see that some of them are armed, but a lot of their clothes are covering it up. Okay. Uh, the article goes on to say, quote, based in Maine, it was founded by former U.S. Marine turned tattoo artist Christopher Polhouse, who has been linked to the January 6th riots at the U.S. Capitol building in Washington, D.C. It goes on to say, quote, it does not allow female or LGBT. Okay, let me start again. Quote. 
It does not allow female or LGBT members and regards itself as a hardcore group that sees itself as the only path to a white ethnostate and rejects white supremacists who call for softer optics, according to the Anti-Defamation League, end quote. This group picketed drag shows uh, a year, uh, like in 2020 in Wisconsin, Ohio. No, I'm sorry, a year ago in 23. They also have arrived um, heavily armed at two pride events, one in Toledo and the other in Watertown. Um, they performed Hitler salutes, and then they were chanting, us or the pedophiles. This is where this whole accusation of slander of pedophiles and groomers, that crap's got to stop. And the only way that's going to stop is if we actually start suing the people that are doing the slander and defamation and libel. You don't have any proof? Fine, we're taking you to court, and we're going to take everything you have. That's it. I know if someone accused me of it, I'd sue the effort. I would. I didn't say the F-bomb, but you know what I was going to say. I would sue them for slander, libel, and defamation, and they'd wind up paying for my house. Okay? That's it. Here's the ironic part. You have some nut jobs like Laura Loomer, who is a Jewish Trump loyalist, okay? And she, but again, she's a Jew, shamefully so. And, but she thinks because Trump says he likes her that she's going to be welcome everywhere because she has no idea what these people are. She's that stupid. But, um, you know, according to this article, quote, the group clashed with right-wing journalists. She's not a journalist and former congressional candidate Laura Loomer during its protest in Orlando in September. At one point, video showed one of the members tell Loomer she would be, quote, thrown in an oven while also yelling slurs at her. Okay? Now, Loomer quoted very vitriolic and irrational behavior. Okay. Again, I don't know what she expected. They're showing their true faces. Okay? Now, the same group, 20 members of the same group back in November, I guess that would have been November of 23, um, they stood outside a former synagogue in Wisconsin chanting, Israel is not our friend and there will be blood. State police looked on. Um, so, you know, once again, apparently uh, State Rep Justin Jones, and he was, you know, uh, was talking to Jerry Reed at the beginning of the show, um, he was apparently leaving an event that was like honoring a black sorority and he stumbled into the path of these marchers. Um, and, you know, he, he tweeted, quote, just left an event honoring a black sorority and spoke of the need to unite against the rising tide of white supremacy only to be confronted by Nazis marching through downtown Nashville. This is exactly what my Republican colleagues hate speeches fostering and inviting. And, I'd like, yes, that's exactly it. You know, Justin Jones hit the nail on the head, precisely. You know, again, the idea is that the Republicans, even the ones that, you know, you'll hear people say, well, there are some nice Trumpers. No, they're not. There are some people that support Trump, and they're just quiet about it because they don't like being called names. But the fact is, the Republican Party is normalizing this hate. Make no mistake about it. Okay? Um, there was a representative in Af 
Jonathan Bain. I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right or not. Um, and Representative Bain said, quote, they're, they're, in other words, the Republicans, the GOP, quote, they're normalizing this so these types of extreme manifestations of white supremacy feel comfortable coming out into the streets. I don't want to run away and hide from it because I think we have to let people know this is our community and we're not going to be intimidated, end quote. Um, let's see, was that Justin Jones? A little, can see, I, I thought it was Afton Bain. I can admit when I'm making a mistake, though. Um, Afton Bain, I think that was Justin Jones with the normalizing it. It's a little unclear on his text. Um, but Democratic Rep Afton Bain also said, quote, tweeted the following, quote, these groups once relegated to the dark corners now feel empowered to spew their noxious ideology out in the open due to our state's, state's leadership refusing to condemn their speech and actions, end quote. Uh, Nashville Vice Mayor Angie Henderson shared Bain's post on X and added that, quote, that I even have to say this, Nazis are not welcome in Nashville. In America, everyone is free to demonstrate and say what you want, so shame on you all. Get your hateful, dangerous, fascist, Nazi nonsense off our streets and off our beautiful public square, end quote. Okay, so there was some backlash to it, but again, it won't affect the Republicans. They don't care. Let's see now. I'm going to take a little break here for a second. We'll be right back. Okay, and we're back. So we're almost done with this piece. I know it's taken a while. Um, this is a piece from WSMV.com. It was published on February 26, 2024, basically about a week ago. Uh, it was written by Chuck Morris. The headline reads, House passes several high-profile bills, silences Representative Justin Jones. Okay. The subheadline is, quote, House passes bill that would ban pride flags in classrooms and ban a representative from being reappointed to their seat if they are expelled, end quote. This is what Justin Jones was talking about, you know, with um, Joy Reid, okay? And, you know, these are controversial. They have nothing to do with justice, okay? They're about censorship. They should be challenged on First Amendment grounds. You know, again, the Confederacy is riding high in Tennessee. And Jones was quoted as saying, quote, it'll be no wonder when the next neo-Nazi march would come. Some may argue that this is a neo-Nazi rally every time we convene this body. But what we have to call it, okay, so let me back up a little bit here. Um, so Justin Jones was making a speech, and he was ruled out of order in silence on the House floor in the middle of the speech. And this is what Justin Jones said, quote, let me back up. It'll be no wonder when the next neo-Nazi march would come. Some may argue that this is a neo-Nazi rally every time we convene this body. But what we have to call attention to, and then Jones is interrupted, quote, there was objection, and that was from House Speaker Cameron Sexton. 
okay? Representative Jason Zachary, a Republican from Knoxville, said the following next, quote, Mr. Speaker, I object to the vile things that were coming out of the representative's mouth. He literally disparaged the entire body, the entire body, both parties, end quote. Well, needless to say, I think I'm going to be calling Representative Jason Zachary's office this coming week, okay? Um, First of all, disparaging the entire body, it's called free speech, baby. And Justin Jones was telling the truth. So what are some of these bills? Some of the bills passed would, again, ban pride flags in school classrooms, as well as Black Lives Matter flags and other political flags. But it will allow for what they call historical flags, such as the Confederate flag. Make no mistake about it. The Confederate flag to blacks in America is the same as the Nazi swastika flag is to Jews. There is no difference. It's just as evil. Okay. Now, there was another bill that passed that would, ban, quote, ban any representative who was expelled for disorderly conduct from being reappointed to their seat. And that is as documented by wapp.capital.tennessee.gov. Okay. Again, they're trying to criminalize, but only for certain people. That's not rule of law, mind you. Now, both of the bills are now considered in the Tennessee Senate. Okay, Tennessee is just leading the charge. You know, they just do. Now, we're getting back now to the biggie, CPAC 2024. This is the big kahuna of conservative groups, all right? This is Trump, you know, hugging the flag like a little retarded child. I know I use the R word, but he is retarded. I I know you shouldn't say that, but I don't care. Um, The New Republic, this was a piece that was published again about a week ago, February 26, 2024, by Ellie Quinlan Hataling. I don't know if I pronounced that right. And again, the headline is, surprise, the GOP's favorite gathering was full of Nazis. To stop denials from the conference's leaders, white supremacists, conspiracy theorists, and racists did attend CPAC over the weekend. And they did. Okay? NBC News reported that the fascists, quote, didn't meet any perceptible resistance. Okay? They mingled openly, quote, with Republican personalities and members of Turning Point USA, describing themselves as national socialists, end quote while discussing race science, oh, oh God, let me back this up here. Quote, on Saturday, NBC News reported that the fascists, quote, didn't meet any perceptible resistance at the conservative conference and mingled openly with Republican personalities and members of Turning Point USA, describing themselves as national socialists while discussing race science, skull measurements, and anti-Semitic conspiracy theories, end quote. As somebody who studied Nazi propaganda, this comes straight from Adolf Hitler's reign. The skull measurements, all of it. There's no guesswork here. None. Now, this article goes on to say, quote, CPAC chairman Matt Schlapp refused to comment on the article, but did take to Twitter to instill his own spin, claiming that NBC had made, up the, whole, had made the whole story up 
and that liberals were ideological Nazis rather than his event attendees. Apparently, Schlapp posted on X, quote, yawn, this is a tired old cliche. Um, the neo-Nazis in our midst are the ones controlling our college campuses and major institutions and grossly populate the newsrooms of corporate meeting, me, media calling for an Israeli surrender, end quote. Okay, so speaking as a progressive Jew who feels really caught in the middle of the whole Hamas-Israel thing, um, first I'm going to predicate everything with, with I regarding this, what's happening now. I am for a ceasefire, getting humanitarian aid in there, into Gaza, and a two-state solution. I also believe Israel has a right to exist. That being said, is there a problem on the far left with anti-Semitism? Yes. Yes, there is. You know, and pretending it doesn't exist is absurd. But also, that being said, as an actual Jew, I think I know better what constitutes Nazism than a goyim like Matt Schlapp. Okay? Mr. Schlapp has a hell of a lot of nerve telling people like me about Nazis and calling us Nazis. Ah, oh, hell to the naw. Uh-uh. He has a hell of a lot of nerve. That boy never faced a moment discrimination in his entire privileged life. So, you know, once again, Schlapp knows he's lying. He doesn't care. Okay? And, again, there's enough information proving that, yes, there were open Nazis being warmly welcomed at CPAC. Okay? So, according to this article, though, quote, in another post on Sunday, CPAC's account described NBC's reporting as, quote, false, misleading, and grossly manipulative while condemning the report's author, Ben Goggin, for his coverage of Gaza, end quote. Those of you in my fellow Jewish community who wrongfully think the Republicans are your friends because they're, quote, pro-Israel, newsflash, just because somebody's pro-Israel for whatever reason does not mean they're not anti-Semitic. You ever notice these pro-Israel, far-right extremists their version of being pro-Israel, they're still anti-Semitic. They're still using Nazi slogans. Okay? They just wanted to go, quote, go back to where we came from. You're being played. Okay? Now, according to the article, though, and it's kind of funny, Goggin, quote, has evidence ready to go, dropping photos and clips of the Nazi cohort peacefully navigating the event at its conference hotel including an image catching one of the Nazis shaking hands with Jared Taylor, the founder of the blatantly white supremacist publication, American Renaissance. Okay. goes, quote, here's a post from one mention in my piece wearing a CPAC badge. In the next video, he's giving a Nazi salute in the lobby of the conference hotel, Goggin wrote. There, quote, there was a notable presence at the conference, whether CPAC was aware of it or not. Quote, uh, end quote, okay, CPAC was aware. Okay, this show was run the way Trump wanted it to be run. He was very aware. A lot of American Jews do not understand the extreme anti-Semitism that has existed in Russia for like forever. Okay? And, you know, again, a lot of it is sponsored by the Russian Orthodox Church. Okay, so CPAC knew. Donald Trump knew. Didn't care. Okay? Um. 
you know, the article saying, well, maybe they're willfully ignorant. No, they knew. They knew. Okay. You know, this is, uh, according to another article here, according to Goggin, quote, Goggin said, quote, Nazis, anti-Semitism, the great replacement theory, Fuentes, have become so common among conservatives that I think attendees, even journalists, didn't think too deeply about them being a CPAC. There was very much an oh, oh them attitude about the Nazis, and the, end quote. And that's what Goggin wrote online after the initial release of his article. Um, so, you know, once again, they know. To say they didn't is absurd. Okay, let me check our time here. Ooh, we're running low on time. We do have a caller. Caller's going to have to wait a minute, though. Okay, well, I'm going to try. Let's see if I can get the caller. Will give me a second here. I can only give you a minute. Hello. Hi. You're on um, here. One of the things about hi. One of the things about the uh, right is that they like to use groups against other groups, but then when it comes to actually stuff that defends them, their well-being, it's like mm-hmm. they don't care. It's like the same thing with the LGBTQ and the women and the children. They look at women and children as pieces of property when it comes to actual right. things that actually hurt them, but then they want to use them against the LGBTQ, and it, it really makes me angry when people use other people against groups. Right. It's like you're, you're ageist, you're sexist, then don't try to pretend to care, especially for when it comes to stuff that doesn't actually hurt the group. And I've called um, so, people out like that. Okay, and, and you know – are you – I'm a little confused. Are you saying that this is kind of a both-sides type issue? No, I'm saying that um, the people who, who um, call, call um, use children to go against LGBTQ, a lot of them mm-hmm. don't actually care about children. The ones that – a lot of the ones that say it, they, they advocate like it's children as property, you know? Right. Like the ones that right. talk about um, – um, Roman kids, even like the guy named Ron Benghazi in Richmond, he uh, he was like, "Don't you you don't want the kids to hear this language?" He's like, "F the kids," and I'm like, "You you just claim that you don't want kids to be groomed. You don't want them to accept other people, <laughs> right?" So it's like, a, it's a right winger in Virginia, and I basically told him, "F him," if you're gonna say that. Yeah, it's it's clear. Um, excuse me. A lot of Americans, and even especially people in my own Jewish community, don't know enough about this history. And all these accusations come straight from Hitler's time. There's, there's, yeah. there's no guesswork here. And, you know, Jews as well as gays were accused by the Nazi machine of being pedophiles and groomers. Okay? Yeah. So, you know, once again, you know, you'll hear some more affluent white liberals say, well, we should try and understand MAGA. It's like, well, I understand them quite well, okay? There's nothing. I, I understand them, and we don't have time to mollycoddle them. We need to tell them, back down, play fair, or, you know, if you slug us first, we're going to net send you flying. That's it. Because you can't attribute emotional maturity to a group of people that aren't emotionally mature. They're bullies. Right. And I, right, I have are. fought this my entire life. You know, I'm a Jew, but I also look ethnic. And so right. subsequently I've had to, you know, I grew up hearing, you know, they thought they were being slick. What nationality are you? 
And I taught in the Jordan Black School District, and my colleagues were very generous. I'm so grateful to them. And they said, honey, that's not what they're asking. And they wanted to know, was I mixed or whatever? And so, because when I get sun, I turn curious gold colors. And so finally, the last time somebody did that, I said, what nationality am I? At first, they used to say, I'm American. What do you mean? And then when I realized what they were asking, I would say, why don't you just say what you're dying to say? You want to know what race I am. And I start stuttering. I go, that's okay, baby. You can't help it if your racism showing. Have a nice day. And I walk away. Uh, we have to show yeah. these people that we're not afraid of them. Um, right, thank you for calling in. I've got a little more stuff to get through, and we're going to be running out of time, unfortunately. So right, please call you. in again. I appreciate it. Have a blessed day. Hope you enjoy the rest of the thank show. You. We do have... We do have a musical parody. It's not Rain, Randy Rainbow this time. It's a founder's thing, but it's a funny one. Okay? All right. Okay. Thank you. All right. Thank you, dear. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, well, wait a minute. Let me – how do I do this? Oh, there it is. Okay. I'm not – there we go. It's nice when you get a caller like that. It, it is. All right. So let's go back to this. And, and I agree with that person. That was really nice to hear because sometimes we get conservatives calling and they start getting nasty, and I'm just going, look. I'm, you know, I'm paying for this time and they aren't, you know. All right. So now we're going to go to our Jackass of the Week Award. We're kind of going away from what I put in the advert because we're running out of time, unfortunately. Here we go. Let's get to our brain donkey. Progressive News Network's Jackass of the Week Award. Brayon, Jack and Jenny, Brayon. Oh, if you never sounded more intelligent, not. Okay. So this week, our Jackass of the Week is, an, is a group, not a person. And this is the MAGA supporters themselves. The source is The Guardian, which is a very good newspaper in Great Britain. The piece is written by Joni Greed of, um, let's see now. February 1st, 2024, and the headline is Trump Political Action Committees, in other words, PACs, spent over $50 million last year on legal bills. Uh, it said filings to Federal Election Commission show scale of legal fees. Former president facing 91 criminal charges has racked up. So according to documents that have been filed with the Federal Election Commission, the FEC, in other words, the Save America, Trump's leadership PAC, they basically paid most of the financial burden of his legal battles. Um, they entered 2024 with five million in cash on hand after they spent more than 25 million quote on legal expenses over the last six months of 2023. Okay. It also goes on to say quote, <coughs> excuse me, another Trump-affiliated group, Make America Great Again, spent another four million on legal bills over the second half of the year. Earlier filings showed that Save America also spent more than $21 million on legal fees during the first six months of last year, bringing Trump's total 2023 legal bill to more than $50 million, end quote. Okay? You have to realize, I can go into this article some more, but you get the drift, okay? Basically, you have to realize that all these people that are contributing whatever it is, to, you know, quote, elect, reelect Trump. Their money's not going for that. It's going to pay his legal bills. 
In fact, just recently, Trump was trying to force the RNC, the Republican National Committee, to, you know, pay his way as well, and they're trying to go, "Uh uh-uh, we're not doing that. So when you get, these MAGA idiots don't realize they're giving to Trump, they're really just paying his legal fees, his legal fees, that's it. Nothing more. You can read it yourself. And then we have a deplorable of the week. Oh, here, let me go back to the jacket. So So for that reason... The MAGA people are, you know, the MAGAs are the jackass of the week. That's what they are. No shock there, is it? You know, to save their cult members is too kind. They deserve it. Okay. Um. We do have a deplorable of the week. I didn't have time to go into it too much because, again, we're running short on time. uh, And I like to make sure that I've got all my facts together. But for right now, and we'll be talking about it at a future time, the deplorable of the week are the six conservatives on the Supreme Court, the SCOTUS, because they accepted Trump's frivolous case on the alleged uh, absolute immunity for president's nonsense. Okay. Uh, we are going to be doing a story on criminality of court conservatives in the near future. Make no mistake about it. Um, I'm working on a couple of pieces for print as well. So for our our caller and anyone else that's interested, all you have to do is Google my name and you will find older stuff that I publish in Huffington Post and elsewhere. We also find my work in Nation of Change, Eurasia Reveal Review, that is, a few things in, um, oh, God, I can't think right now. But, you know, once again, where I'm going to be writing stuff about it. So the easiest way is just to look the advert and Google my name, okay? All righty. So, once again, I hope you learned something. We covered a lot. And, and again, none of this happens in a vacuum. Donald Trump set the tone. He pandered to these bigots. And why did he pander to them? Because he doesn't care. You know, Trump uses people, and whatever gets him what he wants, he doesn't care if it hurts other people. He just doesn't. And because he's pandered to white supremacists, because he's pandered to neo-Nazis, they've become very bold. They just have. We can't count on traditional Democrats to defend us or even the courts. That's reality. The people in your life, friends, family members, yes, you need to shun them. You need to hold them up to say, look, you can either choose to be a family member, a friend, or you can choose Maka. You can't have both. That's it. So this last little bit here, because my voice is starting to give out, unfortunately, is I couldn't find something from Randy Rainbow this week. So this is the founder thing. It's another parody song. And this one's titled, We Are Cowardly. And it's, it's you know, the, remember the tune, We Are Family, bum, 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 bum. Well, it's to that tune, but it's, We Are Cowardly. And in it, and I will kind of interject a little bit, it shows the pictures of Haley, DeSantis, Ramaswamy, McCarthy, Pence, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Tim Scott, the lone shameful black man, and Matt Gates, all saying these things, singing these things, with dumb Donnie Trump acting as the conductor. Okay? So with no further ado, we will get to it right now. Hope you enjoy. 
Haley. Everyone can see two apples as we get inside. Marma Twami. Pen. try and run. I haven't listened to it. It's this MAGA torment. I got to do it. We have a few minutes. Okay. Let's get rid of this. This MAGA torment. Joe Biden. Cool Joe Biden sings. They're all looking good. Glasses. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. Stocks are on the right. 
and plumbing at an old time high. My infrastructure bill got packed. I beat his ass every time. This Megatron Oh, we can't get, get over mine. Yes, there's a better to get walking Okay. Well, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. Hope you learned something. This mega torment, that was a good one. I like cool Joe Biden. Okay. So I hope you learned something today. Um, We will be talking more about the Supreme Court and about how with this absolute immunity nonsense, they have torn apart whatever legitimacy they still have. Okay, um, we're going to talk about originalism and how it's absolute nonsense. To borrow a phrase from uh, legal scholar Ellie Mistel, it's the con- parts of the Constitution are pure, pure crap. Um, and we're going to be talking about it more. All right, so I hope you tune in. I hope you like the show. You share it on social media. You know, I do this as a public um you know, as a public service. Okay, I make nothing off of it. So we have to all stick together if we want to save democracy. Those of you that think, hmm, you're going to vote third party in the general election or you're not going to bother to vote, you're handing it to Trump then. Okay, you don't have to like everything about Joe Biden. Lord knows I don't. I was for Bernie. That's not the point. It's about making sure Trump never gets back into office because if he does, he has no intention of ever leaving. He has shown his utter contempt for democratic rule. This is the election. This is, democracy is on the line. Our Bill of Rights is on the line. This is not the time to throw adolescent tantrums. Grow up, folks. Is we choose to either vote against Trump or we're just basically kissing our democracy goodbye. You know, with that I say good night and God bless us because we're going to need it.